Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to an ex- another exciting episode of the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen joined by Gary Potterfield and this show is Where the Jobs Are. Uh, students enrolled in communication, PR, journalism programs, uh, visual imagery programs, parents of same, make sure... Uh, that you listen to what we uh, uh, have to offer today. Gary and I are going to talk about uh, some of the work we're looking at doing at Vox Optima in 2018 and where we're <coughs> hiring. We're going to have Kim Marks Malone, who is a professor of uh, communications and journalism at the University of Memphis, and she's going to talk about how she prepares her students and what students need to be looking for. And then we're going to talk about just the general job search and interviews and resumes and getting yourself ready for uh, that first job out of school. I'm, I, I'm so enthusiastic about this show, Gary, because I want to do some recruiting. Yeah, we well, we need to. And it's you know what's funny? It um, it seems uh, it's been I think over the past ten years since we've been doing this. Um, surprisingly hard sometimes to, to get the right person. So you think it would be a seller's market. Maybe it is. I don't know. Well, yeah, and I think there's a disconnect between job seeker expectations and what um, employers can do in the hiring process. Uh, it's been, gosh, 18 years since I had to find a job, and I think it's very hard not to take things personally. But we have these huge... Um, uh, data capabilities now, and so we post jobs on LinkedIn or uh, major job sites. And I remember we had one position last year. We got 300 resumes, and everyone, I am, I'm so glad uh, you sent a resume in. We're a 20-person company, and I don't have the bandwidth to write a note to each of you and give you a critique. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, and. I think what happens often, I think regardless of uh, industry, um, that that's kind of one of the situ- situations where people are going to put their resume out, even if it's anywhere anywhere in the broad range of what it could possibly be. Oh, you're looking for a white-collar person. Okay, I guess that's me, as opposed to you know, the specifics of this is exactly what we're looking for. Exactly. I mean, that's one, one hint I would give straight up. If we have a very specific requirement and we say required, or mandatory, and you don't have that, if you send me your resume, you just need to send me a long um, or a carefully worded note on why you're applying anyway to make me think that you're not just wasting my time and my inbox space. <laughs> um, but by the same token, uh, obviously, I mean, when you're looking for a job uh, in, in the industry, you know, you're going to, you 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 got to be you've got to be looking and looking and looking and it's a full-time job to find a job so it's important that they do look out for those positions that might be out there even if they don't necessarily uh, seem to be 100% what they what you are looking for well absolutely um i i don't know how many uh young folks i talk to coming out of school and they want to work for microsoft or google uh or facebook and yeah those do sound like really cool campuses and perks to work but 
uh, to my second semester seniors who've just finished their finals, y'all need to get a job. Just get a job. Get a job in the field. Start building your portfolio. If you wait for the perfect job, you're going to be living in your parents' basement. Yeah, um, th- and that's a lot of the things that when we look for folks, uh, you know, I'm, I'm as much interested in what have they done. And, of course, it's difficult if you're just getting out of college or just about to get out of college. But um, it, it is we are looking to see and understand what this person can do for us and uh, how we can work together. And so having some sort of doing doing things even while you're in school, I think, is really important. I think I'm sure Kim will talk to that. Um, yeah, so we have I some understanding. I think something I look for in an entry-level employee, number one, absolutely number one, can you write easily, quickly, and accurately? Uh, and, and not in 140 characters, you mean? Write and punctuate. And you, you have to write, uh, be able to write like a grown-up because you have to be able to send uh, compelling correspondence to clients. You have to be able to email. You have to be able to write copy. Uh, I, I, can't, uh, I cannot overestimate enough the need to write. Then, if you've got ability with visual information, uh, even if your degree isn't in graphic design, but if you can do basic layout, if uh, you can take basic images and uh, manipulate them uh, attractively, to me, that's a really well-rounded public relations uh, entry-level hire. uh, On that note, I have a... um uh, some statistics uh, from a from a website called Statista.com, the statistics portal. Interesting place. But at any rate, uh, here's one specifically to what you're talking about. Uh, this is statistics for the most valued skills in the public relations industry worldwide as of February of uh, this year. So top of the list, uh, 89% strategic planning. So that's interesting. And right behind it, 86% written communication. So everything you're saying is absolutely true. Uh, And then that's followed by the things that the young people may uh, be looking for and want to do. Social media, really important. Um, And then multimedia content development. So kind of, and then then right behind that at 80% is verbal communications. So um, it all kind of uh, follows uh, what you were saying just a minute ago. Well, and and I think on the strategic planning piece, a lot of that I think in our client-based work, is the ability to ask the question at the beginning of every project, what do we need to achieve with this project? What's the outcome? Right. Uh, and, um, and again, I think this will be something maybe Kim will talk to, is that, um, you know, how do you work your way backwards? I think that's kind of a thing that I would want to do if I were, uh, if I would go back, uh, you know, years and years and years, um, is say, okay, Look, if I could project forward, if I'm a freshman in college, project forward and say, oh, here's a job I might like. And there, you see the job description. You go, well, what, what, what do I need to do now so that my resume says that, yeah, I can do that? And, uh, and, and, and if that's part of it, strategic planning or whatever the case may be, well, how do, I, how do I make my resume look like that over the next four years while I'm going to school? Exactly. And I think the university programs have come such a long way since we were even thinking about them, Gary. University of Memphis has a student-run PR agency that supports nonprofit clients, and seniors are part of our agency employees for credit and grade. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly, yeah, that, that that's fits brilliant. exactly that's, into that. That's the first thing I'd want to see on your resume is what project you ran and what the outcomes were and what your role was. Let me throw another couple of stats at you, Merritt. Um, 
This is uh, also from Statista. Uh, challenges facing the public relations industry worldwide as of February. Uh, the top one is retaining the right talent. And that that's good. And, and uh, we, you know, we find we face that challenge as a small company, um, yeah. retaining the right challenge. We've had that problem just recently. Not for any bad reason, but just, it's just the way things are. Well, um, we're fortunate because we have government clients. We have long-term contracts that get rebid and reward, reawarded to us. So we've got clients we've been working with as long as we've been a company. And our clients would like us to have the same people um, the same team for uh, five or more years, and that doesn't allow us to offer any upward mobility for our staff. So that's that's something we definitely have to balance. Right. The uh, we face all the time the idea that the feeling we have that uh, our potential clients are uh, want us to have this uh, uh, a stable of people on the sidelines waiting, just sitting around. All right. <clears throat> so you know, what else? I think another. Um, uh, I, I, I was looking at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, just where the jobs are, and it didn't, it didn't surprise me. Um, they were, the top four sectors were all pretty evenly spaced. The largest was, of course, was advertising and marketing. Then came education. Then came government. And uh, then, then came uh, professional services firms, i.e. government contractors. Right. I wonder if, the, I, I'm, and I'm wondering, and, and again, this is going to go to Kim probably, is what do the young people who are in college, what are they thinking about? I mean, are they very, are they very specific in what they want to do or what sector they want to be in? Or is right. it just kind of a general, um, here I go, you know, I'm looking for a job? Exactly, exactly. And I think, and um, you know, I, I think that's hard. I, uh, I cannot uh, say enough how great I think the, uh, Reserve Officer Training Corps Program Scholarship is, because I didn't have to get a job out of college. I just went straight into the Navy, and they paid for it. That worked out okay for you. Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, a, a free college and a guaranteed job is not a bad way to go to school, boys and girls. But well, you know, if you do not go into ROTC, we're here to talk to you today about getting your first job. Mine went quite differently, but uh, we we can talk about that later in another or another time. Uh, this is uh, th- this is a great show we're doing today, and we're excited about it. And we do hope, indeed, as Merritt said, that we're going to get uh, uh, some folks to get their, their 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 parents and get their their children to to call in, look and, and talk to us, and find out what's going on. We're going to be talking to Kim uh, Marks Malone in just uh, a few minutes. So this is the brand ambassadors. Stick with us, and uh, and uh, we have a great show for you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. 
At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. You are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. And now I just am so excited about this guest. Uh, she's a professor at the University of Memphis. She's a retired Navy public affairs officer. She's an expert on most things PR, and she's one of my dearest friends. Kim Marks Malone, good morning, and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thanks, Merritt. Thanks, Gary. So you just finished uh, finals, and I know on your mind is grading and posting grades. What do you think is on your seniors' minds? Oh, I've talked to some of my seniors about it, Merritt, and they're all um, they're all very nervous. Actually, I've got a handful who are actually graduating in two weeks. Ooh. Some with jobs, some without jobs, um, and then I've also probably got about another four or five that are going to be graduating in May who are currently uh, actively looking for jobs. And if they're nervous, what are they nervous about? What's the is is it the is it the forecast for for employment? What's going on? They're really nervous because uh, you know they're. They they want to find a job that fits exactly all of their, you know, what they think they want right now. Uh, some of them are nervous because they don't want to leave Memphis. Uh, and job, the job market here isn't huge for uh, entry-level PR people. Uh, most of them are just nervous uh, about getting into the workforce and feeling like they're confident and that they have the skill sets to do the job once they get it. But, you know, one thing we had talked about this week is um, the program at University of Memphis really does a lot to prepare them. I love the notion of the student-run agency. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Oh, I'd love to. It's one of our it's one of our most successful things right now. Um, it's called MEBA 901 Strategies, and it's a student-run, uh, we call it a strategic communication agency because not only are PR folks involved in it, but we also have our marketing and our, or not our marketing, I'm sorry, our journalism news and our advertising majors involved in it. So we kind of offer a wide variety of services to clients, and we have some real-world clients here in town in Memphis, and then a lot of nonprofits we do pro bono for, and we also do some business for clients on the campus. So we provide them with event planning, social media planning and strategy, and actually monitoring and managing their accounts. We help with press releases. Uh, We help website building and branding. So we kind of are a one-stop shop for folks. And it provides the students with real-world experience. It gives them a chance to interact with clients, um, to build their portfolio so that they have something once they start doing job interviews, and to really get a sense for working as a team across some functions and what it's like to have to, to, have to kind of you know, negotiate and work your way through problems. I would imagine that um, some, some of the students might get into it and go, gosh, this is exactly what I was expecting it to be. And others may be thinking, wow, I, this isn't at all what I expected it to be. Is that, is that the case? It is the case. Uh, some folks come in and, you know, one of my favorite things I hear from students when they're, when they're freshmen coming into PR is, you know, I want to be in public relations because I don't like to write or I don't like math. And uh, those are both huge fallacies. And when they get to the level where they're actually either doing an internship or they're at MEMA 901, they find out just how much writing is involved in public relations and how much they have to understand business and be able to understand a client and what the return on investment is from public relations for the client. Um, Some of them scratch their heads and go, hmm, maybe this isn't what I want to do. But some of them get really excited when they realize just the breadth and depth of different kinds of projects they get to work on in PR. Right, and I think you know, a big fallacy, you know, liking people is not the sole requirement to work in PR. Particularly, I mean, in my case, because I really don't like people. <laughs> I can relate. I'm a huge introvert, Merritt, so, you know, that's not why I joined, uh, joined in the ranks of PR professionals. <laughs> when, when I, when I uh, focus my energy to engage with people, apparently I'm pretty good at it, but it's a little agonizing for me. So, um, I, you know, I just had a really interesting informational interview with a, a young lady from my hometown. And uh, I, I was, uh, uh, I liked a lot of the things she'd done on her resume, but there were things um, that as an employer I thought were so obvious that I realized that uh, first-time job seekers just aren't seeing, which is they don't understand the skills that we're looking for. I want to know that if you come and work for Vox Optima and I say, here's some data, I need you to write a press release, that in an hour or two I've got clean copy. Definitely. And a lot of students don't, um, they don't have a firm grasp on what kind of classes they should be taking or what to expect once they get into a PR program. Um, they really need to think about what, what am I going to be able to do when I graduate with the classes I'm taking. And sometimes it even requires you to branch out of the department of, um, you know, journalism or communication or PR. Look at the business department and think about taking some business classes so you have an understanding of business. Think about taking those uh, analytics classes and Make sure you're taking PR writing classes so that your your writing skills are up to par and you learn how to do a press release. Things like that that students don't always think about. Well, I, think I mean, the, the greatest employer of public relations uh, professionals would be business. Oh, certainly. And I think yeah. a lot of, I think they don't understand that. 
Yeah, according to the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, business and advertising and marketing, that's the number one employer of public relations specialists. Then it's education and then it's government. And so also, you know, if you're not landing with a Madison Avenue uh, agency in your first job out of college, I think looking at government is really something worthwhile. Oh, I do too. Um, I wish more students would consider doing either local, state, or you know, even federal government internships. Um, there's lots of programs out there, and I think it gives you such a great, it gives you a good worldview, and it helps you to understand some of the inner workings of government, and you get to be involved with so many different types of projects, from grassroots at the local level to, you know, maybe if you're working in like a Vox Optimus situation where you get to work with the Navy or other federal services and entities, it's fantastic. Well, I would say from our... Go ahead, Mary. I was going to say one, one more statistic from the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics. Their forecast, they're projecting over the next 10 years 9% growth in the field and the number of jobs for public relations specialists. So the parents who wanted you to be an accountant or an engineer, uh, tell them not to worry. There is a job for you. <laughs> there is hope. I was going to say about the, you know, that... Um, it. I think, and I can only speak from the perspective of us in Vox Optima, but I think there's also um, something to be said for working for a small organization and because we need a whole bunch of different stuff being done. I mean, that's so the folks that we've had as interns, we've uh, we've said, hey, here's a, we have so many different things that need to be done. And, and also, I would say from a small company perspective is that it, it has to be the right company, maybe like us, where you where there's a, a, a group of people around who really want to help you succeed because we need you to succeed. And therefore, you mentioned merit uh, press releases, like can you write a press release? And if they're not so particularly adept at it, um, we've got a lot of folks in the company that can help. So I, I would hope that that be the case in a lot of agencies. Well, yeah, that, that's true. I mean, not every company has uh, two former instructors um, both on the um, visual imaging and broadcast side as well as uh, uh, the writing and journalism side. Vox Optima is unique that way with you and John Barnett. Well, that's amazing and fantastic. I, I always tell students when they're going to apply for an internship that they need to be really upfront with the potential employer and let them know what their skill sets are and what they're lacking and ask the question if they're willing to help you train. Some folks look, look at an internship, the the employer side of it, and they just think of it as, you know, inexpensive, really good labor, and they forget that these are students and that they might need a little more coaching and a little help, and that's what they're there for is to learn so that when I they do graduate. Look, to me, you look at an internship as um, the most risk-free way to grow your own workforce. Oh, definitely, and I just, I always tell my students, make sure that you ask about that. You know, hey, are the people that are going to work with me and help me train? Because you don't want to start an internship um and not have anybody there looking out for you and, and maybe helping you learn some of the skills or strengthen those skills that, you, that you're not good at yet. Yeah, of course, there's always the, uh, the internship uh, horror stories, or maybe that's a little bit too strong of a word, uh-huh. uh, where, where there are the preset places. I'm, my oldest daughter, I know she did an, an internship at a TV station, and, and she felt like uh, pretty much all she did was, uh, you know, get coffee. I mean, so you got to be smart about where you're going, I suppose. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I think the MEMA 901 or, you know, the student-ran agency is such a good opportunity because it really is 
a very safe environment where, you know, I mean, I'm there, I bring other folks into the classroom. You've got, you've got juniors and seniors and maybe some sophomores in there who all are willing to work with you and to help you learn before you maybe take that step outside of the educational environment and, you know, step into a Vox Optima or some other small PR agency for an internship. And one, uh, one thing as we uh, close out this segment, I, I just pulled up some uh, statistics for uh, Tennessee and, uh, they're showing pretty good growth in the PR specialist um, uh, arena, uh, anticipated 14% growth over the next 10 years, and 90 annual projected job openings statewide in Tennessee. Oh, that's wonderful news. I know that here in Memphis, we've got a, we've got a pretty strong PR community, and we've um, had a lot of recent job openings at the, the entry level. Some of our agencies are starting to grow, so uh, we're very excited about that. Yeah, so but definitely tell your tell your seniors if they want to stay uh, close to home. Uh, Tennessee's looking pretty good. It is. Uh, and I was we can talk. I was going to ask uh, when we talk after the break about about this about the re, the need to be mobile uh, as opposed to just staying staying at home. But we're going to take a break now, uh, and we are talking with Kim Marks Malone from the University of Memphis, and uh, this is the Brand Ambassadors, a great show on jobs, and we'll be back in three minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
You are listening to The Brand Ambassadors. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen and our guest today, Kim Marks Malone from the University of Memphis. And um, just before the break, uh, Kim, we talked a little bit about uh, mobility, and I'd ask that so we would talk about it when we come back from the break. And uh, one of our uh, one of our call-ins are actually a, a, a text in asking us about um, that very thing. And do you think that students feel the need to um, to move? Uh, for one thing, just to pay off uh, student loans, Emily says uh, she's got a friend who uh, is looking for an entry-level job, but she has to pay off, has to make $55,000 a year just to pay off her loans and live. So what do you think about that, Kim? Wow, that's a lot. You know, <laughs> uh, Sometimes I don't appreciate the fact that I had government benefits to get my degree with. Um, we talk to students a lot about this, and I think I think because a lot of them haven't a lot of Memphis students, especially were a big commuter school, a lot of local folks, they don't consider the fact that they might have to move um, away from Memphis, you know, or even out of the state of Tennessee to get that really good job that's going to help them pay their bills. Um, I spend a lot of time talking with my students about how important it is to be mobile, um, not just for public relations, but, you know, even journalist, journalism majors and advertising majors. Uh, sometimes you have to branch out and leave your comfort zone and go where the jobs are. And we have a lot of internships that are that are offered in different states um, around the country that I always encourage them to apply for so they can get maybe a little taste of what it's like to, to live away from home and you know to move to another city and state and work. But I think well, it's very I will just share some statistics on that. You know, we saw there are ninety projected job openings uh, in Tennessee. Let's go to the DC metro area where most of our clients are. Maryland, 140 job openings. Virginia, 180 job openings. District of Columbia, 260 job openings. Definitely a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's the entire state of Tennessee. Uh, but it's about five times the entire state of Tennessee in the, uh, you know, 48-square-mile D.C. metro area. Yeah, and sometimes I just think students don't think about that. They They don't really, they know it but they don't really think about the fact that, you know, sometimes you got to move to a bigger metro area um, where, where there's just more job openings and maybe the, the pay is going to be a little bit higher. Although I have to, I have to say it's, it's actually kind of heartening to hear that the students uh, there are want to stay home around their family. I mean, they do. It, uh, that's a good, th- that's actually a nice thing. To, even if they are not able to do it, just to know that they want to makes me feel good. Yeah, it is kind of nice. Gary with his two daughters in Houston. Yeah. yeah, well, my kids are both getting ready to move away from home and go to school, too, so I, I can kind of relate to that. A question from John, and uh, he's asking, why don't universities offer industry certifications or qualifications? Well, they do. Not all of them do. The University of Memphis does, and we're we're one of probably, I think we're up to about 25 universities now that have worked with uh, the Public Relations Society of America, PRSA. You know, they have a professional accreditation, the APR, for folks who have five years of experience. Well, a few years ago, they started a new program for students and entry-level professionals called the Certificate in Public Relations. And you have to earn it, you have to be within six months of either before your graduation or after your graduation. And uh, the University of Memphis is one of these schools that, that offers students that opportunity to take that exam and earn that certification. 
And the great thing about that is that most PR programs, we have a, a capstone class, which is usually a PR research class, and then a PR campaigns class. And once you complete those two classes, you really have a solid foundation where you can go off and successfully take that exam. And I tell students, I encourage them to get it because it really helps them kind of set themselves apart from the competition when they're interviewing for jobs. And it's a stepping stone toward becoming professionally certified once you get five years experience. I was wondering if you have uh, any of your uh, student, your graduates who uh, do get work within the local area. Um, I don't know, do they come back and, uh, and share their experiences with their uh, with stu- the current students? They do. We have, uh, oh gosh, I probably have probably 10 or 11 students that are working in and around the, the Memphis area, uh, either with agencies or in nonprofits, and a couple of them in the city government. And uh, we love to have them come back and talk to students. And I try to have guest speakers, not just alum, but just guest speakers from the industry in general, come in and talk to all my classes, all the way from the entry level, all the way up to the seniors, um, so that they can get a real, you know, a real working person's experience um, see what it's like to be out there and somebody who might be a little more relatable to them than, you know, than me. I'm old. I <laughs> tell them what it's like. Yeah, I was also, another thing is is that, um, so where do you see the um, the greatest um, interest in the, in the broad spectrum of communications jobs? What seems to be getting the most interest among your students? Oh my gosh, all my students is probably split evenly. between sports public relations (laughs) and wanting to go off and work in the entertainment industry and, you know, have something to do with um, either celebrities or big events that get a lot of attention. Um, The other, probably the third runner-up for us would be uh, the fashion PR industry. Uh, There's a lot of students here in Memphis who are into the fashion industry and want to go off and do public relations for design houses and um, folks who are involved in that world. Gosh, you know, I kind of want to tell everybody, okay, you plan one major event and tell me how much you, you think um, all you're doing is throwing parties. I know it. Uh, I mean, we have a lot, I have a lot of talks with them about the whole fact that, you know, public relations isn't all, uh, you know, shaking the hands of celebrities and, you know, going to all the parties. There's actually a lot of work involved. Um, I encourage them to do internships and to get out and explore not only the government sector, but also the nonprofit sector. Because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good jobs and good work to be done with the nonprofits. Well, oh, I agree. I was, well, you know, I was going to say that um, the um, uh, crisis communications for celebrities is a growth industry. So if that's what they're looking for, <laughs> I feel like you know, there's the celebrity um, sexual um, uh, 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 sexual harassment uh, apology generator online now. So I don't even know if we need us. <laughs> that's true I don't know I, I always encourage my students to look um, you know sometimes I tell them hey sometimes that's a little more being a publicist and you know let let somebody else do that job why don't you go put your skills to good use and you know be an advocate and do some some PR work and um, you know expand your horizons a little bit <laughs> yeah where it matters yeah <laughs> you know and back to Gary back to John's question I did want to say that the other thing that although we can't get certifications for everybody you know Every university has student chapters of the professional organization. So, you know, AdFed for the advertising folks, um, you know, SPJ, the Society of Professional Journalists, and the Association for Black Journalists for uh, journalism majors, and then, of course, the, the student PRSA 
chapters at all the universities. And I always encourage all the students to get very active and involved with those groups because it exposes them to professionals, gives them a chance to network um, and kind of stay current with what's going on in the industry, not just in, you know, at school and academically. Right. And, you know, one thing, we haven't really talked about journalism and working um, as a correspondent for a media outlet. And one thing that I'm sorry to say as I look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, those jobs are continue to be on a decline as newsrooms empty out. I know it's it's. I've had a lot of journalism majors um, cross over to PR in the last two semesters. I've seen I'm seeing a trend in that, and I think it's because they realize that the job market isn't there for journalism folks, um, it, but they still get to write and be creative and um, and work with digital communication and the communication industry, mass com, as a PR person. I think that may be why there's this sudden move um, to rebrand public relations as brand journalism. Awesome. What, one of the things you find, I think, that with in that area, and this is something, you know, back when I was when I was still in the Navy, and we, we were uh, having our journalists, who are no longer called journalists, uh, do uh, a little bit of everything: print journalism. And, uh, and and broadcasting and, and wrap it all together. Well, of course, that, the industry has moved that way. If, if you're a reporter for a newspaper, you're also a broadcast reporter because you're going to do video clips and you're going to do, uh, do that. So, uh, and, of course, obviously it's all moving over to digital. And so while it's, it's definite that the, certainly the print journalism uh, industry is, is, is suffering, um, if you really like the business, um, you know, to be that, that um, uh, jack-of-all-trades, does still have some um, some some interest and some opportunity. Well, and I, I find it really interesting. Just with one of our very own employees, who actually Kim worked with in the Navy, um, our own Dustin Diaz started a job with Defense News. Defense News News is known as a print and online publication. He's working as a uh, videographer, electronic news gatherer, because video is becoming so important for what have been traditional print publications. And the fact that he's a great writer and a great shooter. Um, he's uh, he actually made the move from PR to journalism, and I couldn't be happier for him. Although it's oh, a lot. Yeah, it is, but that's very exciting for him. And you know, I think it's interesting thinking about being the jack of all trades um, in our department of journalism and, and strategic communication. All of our majors across all three of those fields, advertising, PR, and journalism, they all take the same core courses. They all have to take a graphic design class. They all have to take a basic media news writing class. They all have to take um, uh, all the basics together. And then once they get up to like their junior year, they can specialize. So if you're a journalism major, you take opinion writing or feature writing. Um, you know, PR folks start taking the PR writing classes and ad folks start taking advertising classes but I think it's a good thing and it really exposes them to to all of the different skill sets because all their core courses are the same. Is there an emphasis in any of the courses on media relations not just uh, not just how to um, write and news gather for publication but also how to pitch and how to work with the media? There is all of our PR classes have a little bit of that in it. Our PR writing class we devote a whole section to talking about how to work with journalists. Um, you know, it, it kind of dovetails in with how to write a press release. You know, write a press release so that a journalist can understand it and use it. Um, and then we talk about how do you pitch stories to media? Um, how do you work with them? How do media work? What are their deadlines like? You know, what do you have to think about? And that theme is carried through all the way up 
um, through their most senior classes in the public relations uh, section where we talk about, um, you know, here's your campaign, uh, all your tactics in your campaign that involve media, you know, how do you get the story out there? How do you work with these folks? That's, um, and I think that has changed a lot since you and I, 20 years ago, were on uh, the Navy news desk. I, and I would think while the structure and the inverted pyramid of a press release still matters, the format and putting enough in the body of the email, because we're not faxing anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> it is. I mean, you almost have to, we, we almost have to teach them how to do a good email. You know, what do you think about your subject line? Um, make it succinct and you know, actionable and let them know. You know, put that, what we used to call in the Navy, the bluff, the bottom line up front. You know, mm-hmm. give them that bottom line up front of why they need to read this story and why their readers should care. And make it very reader-centric so that you're helping the journalists do their job. And then always including, since most of the time we're doing it digitally, you know, include, don't, don't overburden your email with those attachments, but include links to, you know, extra material. Maybe it's video news clips. Maybe it's photos. Maybe it's bios. Uh, making sure that they think through all those different elements that they need to provide to the media to make their job easier. Exactly, exactly. You can't tell them what to write, but you can make your story as compelling and easy to, um, uh, easy to access as possible. I mean, and I have to say, I just couldn't be happier that um, uh, uh, Kim is uh, wor- working with students and preparing them for the industry and really preparing a future workforce for Vox Optima, uh, you've always been wonderfully pragmatic and so deadline and results-oriented. And I think a lot of people in our field get caught up in the creativity and get lost in the bottom line. So um, uh, I, I, just, I, I think it's, uh, it's great. The University of Memphis is lucky to have you. We're lucky to work with you uh, when we can get you. And uh, it, it's just been tremendous having you on the show. I, I think we've really helped. I think we've helped a lot of people today, and I hope a lot of parents force their kids to listen to this over Christmas. Thanks, Merritt. I appreciate that. I really, uh, you know, when I was in the Navy and thought about what I wanted to do when I grew up and, and retired, um, teaching was what I really wanted to do because I really love interacting with the, the students, the undergraduates. They keep me young, and I love seeing the direction our profession's going. I think I think that's exciting too. And uh, again, I'm I'm glad you're help uh, you're you're behind it. And I'll be looking for some referrals because uh, in our in our next segment, Gary and I are going to be talking about what Vox Optima is looking for to hire in 2018. But again, thank you so much for joining us, Kim Marks Malone. Thank Come you. Come back to us uh, after the break. We've got one more segment about where Vox Optima's jobs are. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. 
At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program and welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I am Gary Potterfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen, and this is the uh, show about jobs. And I think one thing we've uh, learned over the uh, past um, 45 minutes or so is that um, there are jobs. There are jobs. It's, it is a, if you're a student and you're in this industry, trying to go into this industry, there's work, whether it's in Memphis or whether it's in D.C. Wow, lots in D.C. And uh, just before the break, Merritt, you mentioned that uh, we would talk a little bit about the fact that, uh, speaking of that there are jobs, uh, Vox Optima, what we look for in jobs. Well, we've got a job open right now. We're looking for somebody uh, with five years' experience and a security clearance uh, to be a writer for a science and, techno- uh, science and technology uh, command at the Navy. It's a very cool job, and uh, we'd love uh, to get resumes and writing samples at jobs at voxoptima.com. But beyond the immediate job that we have to fill right now, this very time, very day, we have a job for a public relations job seeker, five years experience and a clearance. But besides that, we're planning on doing a lot of hiring in 2018. We've got some exciting bids out, and we're going to be looking 
um, for quite a few, uh, uh, not just public relations, but video and imaging, uh, uh, video and imaging, and not just DC. We're looking at Colorado and California. That's right, and that's a, that can be a lot of and, and a lot of fun work. And again, if you're if you do come to a company like Vox Optima, because we are relatively small, um, we have the ability to to not be stovepiped into one particular thing. Like you come in every day and you're a writer, or you come in every day and you're something else. You a photographer. You 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 can get your fingers into lots of different uh, pies, and I think that's one of the up, upsides of of us. And I think we're looking uh, for a spectrum. We are looking uh, definitely probably 50% of our hires are five years experience or less that we're projecting in 2018. But we definitely need mid-grade people, uh, folks with 10 years ex- uh, experience. And uh, we, we need a couple uh, 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 client managers uh, for, these, uh, for these upcoming contracts, uh, folks who are used to directing teams and uh, you know, putting, putting product out on deadline and ensuring... Uh, Every, uh, everything is aligned with the client's vision and requirement for uh, strategic communication. So what do you think uh, when uh, you and I see a lot of uh, resumes uh, come across uh, in, in uh, jobs at voxoptima.com? And, um, what do you think that uh, are the things that you, when you see a resume or a cover email or something where you go, oh, wow, now that has my interest? You know, for me, it really is... Um, did you read the requirements of the job opening that we posted? I, I need right. to see that. And um, a cover letter is nice, but if you put it in the body of the email, I think that's fine too for us. Um, we, um, yeah, we keep resumes in a database, and we'll add your cover letter to it. But just the transmission email, I think, is sufficient for, uh, for your cover letter. And, again, I can't say enough. As I said, we're looking for a strong writer. And if you've got some photography experience, great. Prior military would be great if you're coming out of your first enlistment in the armed forces. Uh, this would be a perfect job for you. But you have to have a clearance. So if you listen to this show and you send uh, me a resume at jobs at com and say, Dear Merritt, I don't have a clearance, but you're not going to hear back from me. Um, I think that the, for the um, that goes to the point of um, the feeling we get when we see some of the uh, inputs of, that the person it truly was looking specifically at what we were offering, as opposed to the to the to the blast blasting mm-hmm. out what they have to everybody. And you go, okay, wow, this person you know really really is um, aware of what we're looking for, and they and that shows some maturity too. I think, and also, I mean, we've seen some resumes that have a lot of interesting experience, but maybe they've got, um, they're listing 12 different job experiences in the last 12 years. Well, that worries me if you're a W-2 employee shifting around. If you're a freelancer and that's how you formatted your resume, you need to tell me that up front. Because if you've had 12 clients in the last 12 years as a freelancer and kept yourself going, that tells me uh, you can really deliver on client requirements. Right, right. Um, yeah, and you can kind of over over the years of uh, reviewing e- uh, resumes, you kind of get a feel for uh, what is not said and why it's not said. So it doesn't do you much good. It, the best thing to do is to be as straightforward as you possibly can, and uh, don't think it'll necessarily harm you uh, by doing so. But if you if you if you have, if you have a gap in your employment, it, if you have a gap, then explain what the the, the gap yeah, is. Don't, I mean, don't just leave uh, it empty. 
that, that, that happens. One, the economy. Two, family requirements. There are all sorts of reasons why we'd have that. Just tell us. Don't make us guess. And this is your opportunity to tell your story, and don't be afraid to sell yourself and tell us the whole story. Yep. And, I, and just a, you know, a quick note when it comes uh, to interviews, um, I find that as we become more and more casual, interview attire be- can become weirder and weirder. And I've just got a few basic tenets. One, um, wear something, um, uh, something that fits you. And, you know, that means if uh, you're a graduating college senior, your high school graduation suit after you grew two inches ain't going to work. Um, <laughs> ladies, that means um, do not wear club wear. Uh, what you're going to wear on a Saturday night is not what I want to see you wearing a Tuesday morning for your interview. Um, I, don't, I don't expect uh, anyone to, you know, you know, come in a shroud and a veil, but uh, uh, be modest, be well-groomed. Um, show that you put some effort into it because you're selling yourself to me. And if you're sloppy, if you're half put together, if uh, your, your clothes don't fit you, it tells me that you, you've kind of rushed into this. And so, um, and then this is this is Merritt Allen's pet peeve only. But I don't care if you are an NCAA collegiate all-American in tennis. If you're a woman and you're coming to interview me, wear some hose. Please. I'm glad you talked about that, and it wasn't mine to, to say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think that's huge. But um, we are looking for uh, entry-level, junior, mid-grade, senior people in 2018. We're collecting resumes right now. Please send a resume and a very clever and pithy transmitting email to jobs at voxoptima.com because we really want to talk to you. Absolutely. Like, and, like uh, today. Yeah, I mean, uh, Gary and I think it's a great place to work. Of course, it's the only place we've worked for 12 years. We don't know anything right. about it anymore. Hey, so, Merritt, we're, I know we have to wrap, but uh, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, say, Go Navy, Beat Army. So why don't you say, Go Navy, Beat Army for the game this Go week. Navy, Go Navy, Beat Army. I didn't watch any spirit spots, but I know the Navies were funnier. <laughs> right. We'll have to look them up. All righty. Yeah, uh, yeah, we will. Uh, that game is tomorrow, the most overhyped, um, adequate college football uh, game of the century. I we think got it. Pretty good this year. I shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, belittle them. Uh, just uh, service academies. Uh, the fact that they even participate, you know, Division One sports is phenomenal. With everything else, with every other requirements, a student athlete, cadet, midshipman has to go through. So uh, it is a good game that way, and I'm sure Navy will win. We're pulling for them. All right. Thanks so much for the, uh, joining us on the Brand Ambassadors. You can pick this up as a podcast um, at any time. Make sure you send it to your kids brand, uh, at voiceamerica.com, and you just look for the Brand Ambassadors on the Business Channel. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Allen. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.